to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, episode 36, where we talk about video games and entertainment slash news that happened over the week and review what we played or watched. Hopefully you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully we're the last to wish you that, I guess. It's now, you know, we're by the time this goes up, it's going to be a week since Thanksgiving. Yep. So I hope you guys at least had a good one. And welcome to the podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, Barry, along with my other co-host. Uh, my name is Craig. Still here. Still haven't changed. No countdowns, though. I guess I could do a cyberpunk countdown. Yeah, I <laughs> guess we could do a cyberpunk countdown. There's also uh, just a count. Uh, by the time you actually do the countdown, it end up being like, ne- what, next week? And then it's out. Unless it gets delayed again. Yeah. Nine days you know, I- from when we're recording. Yeah, I think I think I think there's yeah, I think it's going to come out. I don't think there's any more delays. Yeah, me too. It seems like like there was those phantom copies that some people got, which is usually a good indicator that it's going to be out. There was, um, you know, the amount of how big of the download is came out. So I think we're pretty safe. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and get into the news. All right. Now that, uh, do you want to start off, Craig? Sure. Uh, I just have a. Sort of a quick one here that I saw. Nintendo uh, sold the most consoles of any console ever for the month of November this year. So, I mean, it's kind of a a short story there, but, man, Nintendo literally, you know, releasing less than a handful of games this year and just still absolutely crushing it. Um, Not too many new games, releasing some, you know, old ones, some remastered ones, and they're still just raking in the money. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's nice for Switch considering that we had two 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 new consoles come out, but the Switch has made itself kind of the only quote unquote family system right. that's available. So I think that's why. What do you think the percentages of people who bought it when that Animal Crossing rush first hit at the beginning of pandemic? What do you think the percentage of people out there who haven't touched their Switch in months is? <laughs> oh, I'd say a decent amount. I yeah, yeah. I'm thinking at least half. Yeah. And everybody's going to go back to their islands and find out that there's, you know, there's weeds everywhere. I know I haven't, I haven't visited my island in a long time. I haven't even turned my switch on in probably two months. I just grabbed one of the new like 400 gigabyte, like micro SD cards. Mm -hmm. So I had to turn it on and I had to put in every game and get everything to, uh, to like download to it now. Mm -hmm. But the, the Switch, like they're they're games that I end up kind of keeping for a while, even like even though I'm not playing them, right? Um, much on like Xbox or uh, Xbox or PlayStation, but you know I've I finally filled up my case. Like I've got a case full of games and one in the system, so now it's that's crazy. Yeah, I yeah. keep I keep going back and forth since I haven't used it in a while. I'm trying to find a reason to with just getting Hades for it since I still haven't played it, and I feel like I should since we're getting very close to a game of the year discussion. Yeah. Um, so I may end up just picking that up on there and then that'll give me an excuse to at least play it a little bit. That makes sense. Yeah. There just hasn't really been too much. Like I wasn't interested in Hyrule Warriors at all. And I'm not an Animal Crossing fan. The last thing I played was the Super Mario collection. And even that I kind of phased out on. Yeah, whatever what ended up happening with that bet stuff. So the what happened was because we all like we rushed through Mario sixty four. Um I was in the lead. I just want everybody to know that. But <laughs> we went to Super Mario Sunshine and we all just hit a gigantic brick wall. Um and we just lost all interest in playing it anymore. So like we didn't even get to Galaxy, which is probably the best of the three. So what we ended up doing is we moved the bet to when the Lego Star Wars Skywalker collection or whatever oh, it's called comes cool. out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so we're going to do it with that. The first person to 100% that game when that comes out, I think February or March or something. So yeah, that'll, that'll be, be when we... Right. And that's more attainable because you could do that in a week or two, probably. I guess we'll have to, we'll have to see how like long <laughs> yeah. those, uh, those Star Wars games end up being because if it's all of the originals plus... Mm-hmm. A, and if the the new trilogy ends up being a chunky amount of it, then you might it might take some time. Going to be as, it's definitely not as long as the three Super Mario games. That's for sure. Correct. So it's on hold for now. Nobody lost any money yet, but I am in the lead. I just want to make sure everybody realizes that. <laughs> <laughs> with with Nintendo, we'll just keep going with that. 
Nintendo. So everybody knows about like the Super Smash Bros. Uh, community and the Melee community tends to be the one of the more popular ones because Melee is considered the greatest of like the Smash Bros. and all of those games that came out. Uh, due to do n- n- sorry. Nintendo went ahead and banned a tournament from happening because Melee was, instead of gathering up people and being a COVID risk, Mm -hmm. they were going to have people play over Wi-Fi via emulator because GameCube didn't have a a Wi-Fi emulator or ROM. Mm -hmm. So once Nintendo found out that they were doing this, they decided to cancel and they pretty much sent a cease and assist. To the uh, to the tournament makers and went, hey, you know, because melee has to be played with a rob and that's illegal, they right. uh, they ban the entire tournament from happening. So it it su- it sucks for like the Smash Bros community, but a lot of people were outraged by it just because one, it's not like melee is something that Nintendo's making money off of. Like they stopped production of it, they don't make GameCube games anymore. Right. And all of these people probably owned the game at one point. And <laughs> yeah. so if, if you own the game, emulating it isn't illegal. But the moment you added this Wi-Fi ROM or attachment to it is what made Nintendo very upset. I'm confused as to how Nintendo just continues to be on the wrong side of this kind of stuff. Like, I remember a while ago, there was that issue with them uh, not allowing people to monetize, like, YouTube videos with Nintendo content. Um I mean, in general, they are kind of behind the times. They always have been like, you know, they reluctantly did the Nintendo online. um, And even that's not great. They've just been behind on all this kind of stuff. But I'm just it baffles me that they continue to make the wrong moves on this kind of stuff just consistently. Like you're not making any money on on Melee. Everybody who's playing in this tournament, I guarantee you already has a copy of this game. Every single one. Because if they're playing in a tournament, they're playing it enough to own it for their GameCube. And this is just a way to, I guess, like, throw like throw a bone to the community since you can't get together. And they just still manage to mess it up somehow. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't look good on Nintendo, just especially because I think they hate the fact that Smash Bros. is competitive. I think mm-hmm. they just wish it was this family game with no competitive scene. Right. But it's a fighting game, and you're putting a lot of people's favorite characters in it, so people are going to play it and yep. going to play it competitively. So it just it just stinks for those people who try to run the tournament. And if people, you know, if if those like tournament players' lives depended on winning that prize money or something, that's what kind of ends up being the the yeah. bad point of it, I guess. I'm not like a big Smash player, and like I watch some, not very often. Like I would watch the Evo ones, but is Melee still more popular than uh, the newest one? I think the newest one by far has the most players. Okay that play with it and i don't think like that's in question but a lot of people still who even play the newer smash still look to melee as as the best one in the series right so and the the people who are really good on melee i think end up translating their game pretty well okay to the to the to the newest game that's out makes sense yeah just just a bad look and it it sucks that they can't have their tournament now but i don't know i guess that's just how nintendo thinks they, I just feel like they're like 10 years behind everybody else in the gaming community. Yeah, they, they are. <laughs> That's without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I also have some more Nintendo news where Nintendo Online will very soon be adding Game Boy games that you'll be able to play. Um, did you ever play any Game Boy games? Like original Game Boy? Uh, yeah, I had okay. an original Game Boy. I, I played like Yellow. Is that yeah. we're talking about? Like, yeah. So there yep. was Yellow. There are some other games that I remember playing, but it's it's definitely been a while. I couldn't even tell you <laughs> any right. of the other ones than Yellow. So it's kind of interesting that I saw this because obviously they're probably going to stick with first party games. Um, and like thinking back a long time ago to the original Game Boy, obviously I think they would put Tetris on there. Um, there was Super Mario Land. I think it's called like the six golden coins i remember playing that but the one thing i was wondering about is what you said like do you think they put like red blue green and yellow on there or not because technically think, they own it right yeah i think they do because they'd make so much money off of it it was the same thing that they did with the with the 3ds mm-hmm. when they released 
yellow, red, blue, then they eventually did silver, and then they eventually did gold, and then that's all I remember them doing in crystal. Yeah, crystal as well mm-hmm. for those. So I know that I, I think they will do it just because the amount of money they make on that, I'm pretty sure is pretty stupid yeah. considering how old those games are. But people love to have, and especially what would be especially cool now is the fact that you could play and the switch is by far the most popular system yep. for the holiday season, as you mentioned. So I think with even more people getting their hands on the switch than the 3ds ever did, I think that the games are probably going to end up making more money and they could probably even sell it for more than they did. Yeah. For the 3ds, which is going to suck for people like me who bought the originals a long time ago. I bought all the remakes on the 3ds mm-hmm. and now I will probably end up buying it on switch as well because <laughs> Like my 3DS works, but I don't carry my 3DS with me. When I went to see family for Thanksgiving, I had my Switch with me, not my 3DS. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting because they're talking about these, like they're adding the games to that, like what's included with your yearly subscription to Nintendo Online. Um, And I just personally, I don't see uh, Nintendo willingly put putting like red and blue on their like here you can just play this because you pay us $20 a year. Like I just don't see them putting it on there. I see them charging money individually for the games, but maybe I'll be wrong. I just, I don't know. I would find it very hard that they would willingly give up a game like that, that they know people would pay 10 or $20 for. Yeah. Or more. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. I have a couple of news stories as well. Okay. Uh, one, we didn't mention it last week, but PS5 deliveries in the UK from Amazon were getting replaced with random objects. <laughs> so yeah. people who pre-ordered it from Amazon in the UK, their PS5 orders were coming in with air fryers or <laughs> like completely different items. And of course, you know, Amazon is probably looking into what happened. And if I had to guess, like, with this many with this many happening, this was done on purpose. Yep. This was somebody who wanted a PS5 for themselves. So however they did it, you know, they boxed up something else instead of the PS5 and then it got shipped. And it just sucks that these people who had pre orders probably aren't going to get PS5s like soon in any way. Like I imagine that a lot of people will go, Okay, Amazon, keep my money, but the moment you get PS5s, you need to send one to me. Right. At least that way you're kind of pre-ordered one and you're guaranteed one instead of just waiting, you know, forever like everybody else is. But yeah, it, it kind of sucks. And, you know, uh, I'll just go straight into the other news story I have as well. Okay. Where the scalpers in the UK, as I mentioned last week, ended up having about 3,500 PS5s. Mm-hmm. So a lot of backlash came out, of course, you know, yep. expected yep. for people who who are kind of amassing all those systems. And... They came out with a statement saying, and I'm not going to, you know, go quote for quote with it, but a lot of it, what it was saying was the fact that, you know, everybody is struggling doing due to COVID. The people using our service are able to get these PlayStations and sell them, therefore putting food on kids' (laughs) plates and therefore, you know, doing doing all this for, you know, a kid that might not have had a Christmas present because they're dad wasn't a reseller or something like that or or a scalper at that point Mm -hmm. no matter what like people people didn't just suddenly change their minds people did you know go you're still doing it still doing a very crap thing of you to do right especially considering that you know their service is pretty much not them the resellers themselves it's they sell the bots in order to get it which i guess is kind of probably the worst thing you can do is be selling bots so that way people like get this kind of stuff. At least if you're a reseller, learn how to make a bot on your own <laughs> or something like that. Right. So, you know, it's, it sucks for a lot of people. And even on top of that, and I know a lot of these stories are in the UK, but a publisher recently, another reselling community came out and said, oh, we just secured a thousand Xbox Series Xs. Yep. And right before the podcast came out, they came out and said, oh, all of those a thousand like Series X Xboxes are those orders are now canceled. Yep. So that was the so, other that was the other news story I had written down as like go. the good the go. good news of the day that their orders got canceled. <laughs> like uh, I don't feel sorry for you at all. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I just think like a lot of a, a lot of the online reseller like online retailers just in general probably mm-hmm. you know this year is of course an anomaly amongst most with COVID being such a big deal. And with that, I think the retailers are probably starting to figure out okay, this is this is what I need to look for when it comes to bot buying a bunch of stuff because it all gets sent to the same address or within the same apartment quote unquote building. Yeah. So it's, it, it's that kind of stuff and it's good that that is a, a good news story for people who are trying to get it. I just kind of feel bad because you know, I know in the job we work in and everything like that, mm-hmm. there's people I've, I've heard people want like playstations. I haven't heard people saying they want Xboxes. True. So you know, it's it, it's a matter of, you know, the next gen consoles are still wanted, but the PS5s are, are still being, I guess, held, quote unquote, hostage. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It does definitely seem like the Xboxes are attainable now, but the PlayStation is definitely not. So hopefully that changes soon. But again, like we said way back when, I don't see that being a thing until after holidays. Like quite a bit after, maybe January, like late January, February, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping February. That way, you know, the kid that was promised <laughs> a uh, a next gen console doesn't have to wait too long, or whoever right. even wanted it. It's not just kids; it's whoever wanted the console. You know, it's not about. It's really not about age here. Right. It's more just about you know whoever wants a console should be able to get it without having to, you know go on YouTube and live stream it and go, okay, we're trying to secure the bag, quote unquote. Cause I see a lot of that <laughs> yep. when I'm on YouTube at night, I see people like every night, you know, 12 AM trying to get Playstations or Xboxes, even though they don't know if they're going to be restocking. They're just hoping. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> Do you have any other stories? No, that's it for okay. news for me. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, now we go to games this week, and mm-hmm. I have two, and then two that I specifically played, and one that I watched my brother play, which I feel like I have enough of a experience watching him okay, uh, with enough to have something to say about it. So this game's been out for a little bit, and it's Phasmophobia. Right. And okay. this, this kind of game isn't for me, but it's super popular right now. If you haven't heard of the game, what it is is you and f- you and three other friends, you're a group of four, are in a truck and you have all these ghost hunting equipment and that kind of thing. And the main objective is you go into a house where this ghost is also controlled by a online player. And they, they're, even though it doesn't seem like it, their goal is to take you guys is to uh, eliminate all the other players by, you know, killing them, haunting them, that kind of thing. And, I was really surprised with how in-depth this game actually is. So the whole goal of the group of four is to do a whole bunch of like tasks that it has you do uh, in the in the actual game. And then on top of that, also figure out what kind of ghost it is. Because there are, there are demons, there are Yuris, there's Banshees. Like there's all these different types of ghosts from different, you know, mythologies, Chinese, uh, Japanese, American, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I that's what I was kind of really surprised about at first because the game is much more than I ever thought it would be. And while I didn't play it, I guess I played it a little bit. I was messing in VR with it, which is which was really fun. Is just the uh the kind of fun that it has cuz it's not it's not just somebody going in and trying to jump scare you there. You know, the group of four is trying to play against the one ghost and the one ghost is trying to methodically figure out how do I get all of these guys? Because the ghost's advantage is they don't know what kind of ghost he is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, each ghost has a specific way of um, preventing it from killing you. Like for example, crucifix usually works on a lot of the ghosts, but if the ghost is a demon, it doesn't matter the it just goes through it so the the group of four are constantly having to figure out what to do and then also do the objectives that they were asked to do from it and then they get money and that kind of thing but it's it's really cool how especially in vr how the game works and if you're if you're any type of thrill seeker that's into you know kind of the adrenaline of a scary game or the even the adrenaline of having fun with your friends it's it is such a fun game to watch and to also play that is without a doubt and 
in VR, it adds like even an even extra dimension. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, I've had my eye on it for a little bit. I've watched a couple of people stream it and like I am interested in at least checking it out and trying it. It looks like a lot of fun. You just have to have, I think, enough people to play with you because playing with random people, I don't think would be very fun. Yeah, as I've never seen actually my brother play with um, random people. It's always he has a group of friends mm-hmm. that are getting on and playing. And it doesn't have to be four versus the ghost. It can be two versus the ghost, that kind of thing. Okay. And there are different and there are different like levels to it to where when you first start out, you're a beginner to where you get five minutes to prep and figure out what kind of ghost it is. And sometimes in those five minutes, you figure it out and you can leave. But there are other times when my brother was playing like on the pro difficulty where there is no um, like timer for the ghost to kill you. He can kill you right on the spot. <laughs> so it, it was funny. My brother was telling me they went into like a, an abandoned school and there's an entrance and a side entrance. And it, one of his friends went through the side entrance. The moment he opened the door, the ghost got him. Like it, <laughs> it, it was just funny. And the fact that the ghost was, you know, the, on pro difficulty, everybody seems to know what they're doing and it's kind of a, a process and a, and a rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. But the moment somebody gets eliminated, it makes things a lot harder. <laughs> Just descends into chaos. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it was funny watching my brother play cause it's different cause they, they know what uh, they're all doing. But I had another friend who was a first timer try it mm-hmm. and the way he was squirming around because he was scared uh, in <laughs> VR uh, by one of the ghosts, which was just hilarious. It was, it was a lot it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to check it out. It seems cool. Uh, so I played some Dirt 5 on okay. the Xbox the Series X. Yep. Um, so I like I think I've mentioned before Dirt 3 on I played on the Xbox 360 was like one of my favorite racing games of all time. Um, it was just like the perfect mix of like an arcadey racer until, you know, Forza Horizon came out and changed everything. Um, and then when uh, Dirt 4, there was Dirt 4, there was Dirt Rally, there was a couple in between there. They got more onto the realistic side of rally racing, which kind of I bounce off of super hard. Um, I'm just not that interested in like a realistic style racing game like that. But uh, Dirt 5 is going back to more of an arcade form. Um, it's a lot easier to drift your car around the corners which is where I think I have the most fun is just kind of like whipping cars around corners as fast as you can. So it was good to see that it's kind of headed back that way. I know that may turn some people off because I know dirt four was super popular basically for that reason. It was pretty much one of the very few realistic rally racing games. Um, but dirt five going back to arcade, like I said, is, is really cool for me. Um, the presentation is cool. They go to like a podcast style presentation for your career mode where there's these two guys doing a podcast talking about you the whole time, which is kind of fun. Um, the only thing the only thing that I wasn't a huge fan of is there isn't much customization at all with the cars like you can make your own paint jobs and that kind of stuff and you unlock more uh, different options as you go along. But that's pretty much about it. You're just picking your car and picking the color and that's about it. And I think I've mentioned a million times that like I thoroughly enjoy modifying cars. Uh, I don't think there's enough modification in Forza Horizon as there isn't like a need for speed heat, which is why I loved heat so much. But all that aside, like the game is a lot of fun. It handles well. Um, It's very easy to pick up and play and then put down. And it looks really good on next gen. And when there isn't very many games out right now, you want something that looks good. So if you're not playing Forza Horizon 4 and if for some crazy reason you don't like that game, which you are a lunatic, then I guess dirt is there for you. Um, but I'm going to say that's probably a rent for me to at least check it out. I'm going to say probably in a month or two, it'll be dirt cheap anyway, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can pick it up and then it'll totally be worth it. But if you're into racing and you're maybe a little tired of Forza Horizon, give dirt a shot. I don't know if it's something that you would play. I don't know how art, how much you're into like rally racing, but it's I had a ton of fun with it so far. Yeah, there's a decent amount of like rally racing stuff that uh, in Forza Horizon pretty much. I think I would I'd have to definitely lower my expectations considering Forza yeah. Horizon's like the, been the pinnacle for me for for this long. So I'll de- I'll definitely try it probably eventually, but yeah, you don't get that the backlog that I currently have. <laughs> 
yeah, you don't get that open world that you get with Forza Horizon, which is really cool. It's literally just race to race, um, yeah. which is, you know, some people don't like that anymore. Me personally, like every once in a while going back to that, I think is fun where you don't really have to drive from race to race. You just go, all right, I'm gonna finish this one, go right into the next one. So it's been a nice little break, but I do see myself going back to Forza Horizon maybe this week until we get to Cyberpunk just to kind of hold me over. What else did right. you play? Uh, so for me, I'm going to talk about uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Okay. Now, th- there isn't much difference uh, in from what I said in the from what I said in the demo from here. Mm-hmm. It, I of and even and I found out this today, but the save your save file even goes and uh, can transfer over to the game itself, so you don't lose any progress. Oh, cool. So that you're not losing a lot and the game continues to have its own sort of varying unique things when it comes to food and the way link can wield really any weapon like he does in breath of the wild there's a lot to this that is unique and makes it more than just a high uh just like a samurai warriors game and it's all of these you know tastes and everything of zelda that kind of make people really want to play this and I, I will admit I haven't finished it yet, which apparently there are a lot of surprise characters that you can play as. So I'm looking forward to eventually getting to there. But as of right now, uh, you know, Hyrule Warriors, it's it's a really fun game to play. The characters are all really unique in how they play. And, you know, it's kind of hard to say that considering that, you know, I've played Hyrule Warriors, the, the original, and a lot of those characters, you can find similarities in the age of calamity game so i i guess if you've probably played hyrule warriors and played it to death you probably won't find a lot of new exciting stuff with this breath of the wild take on it but this game in a lot of ways was nintendo trying to capitalize on the popularity of breath of the wild and at least putting out something Mm -hmm. considering that they didn't even put out breath of the wild 2 and we have no idea (laughs) when that's going to be coming out in a lot of ways right so this game is fun, and I and I do think like I've I want to say it's a buy, and I'm gonna say it's a buy, but you know I'm leaning toward it's almost like a rent okay. sort of thing, uh, just because of how many of these games I've played, and especially like for me the pinnacle of it is the Fire Emblem Warriors game, where I put so many hours into that game, and now going to any other type of that game kind of almost feels like a drag the characters are the things that have to bring you into it. And Zelda's fun. Link's fun. Uh, a lot of the champions are fun to play as, but it, it doesn't bring me in the way that the Fire Emblem Warriors game did. These games can get old very quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't have that attachment to like Zelda. So I know it's not for me, but those games in general, like the Dynasty Warriors type games, like I always end up playing those for a little bit and just getting tired of it. So yeah. I know to stay away from this one <laughs> but like slightly off topic since you know this is nintendo's well this is their holiday re- release right for christmas like this is it yeah. um and you know we have the the rumors going around that there's even more of them about a another version of the switch coming out next year um what do you think they have to launch with this new switch like the switch pro or whatever they call it. Um, what games do you think they have to launch with it? I'm just curious what you think. Cause I have a couple in mind, but. So the, the problem I'm having, like trying to recommend, trying to figure it out is the mm-hmm. fact that we know Samus has been in like development hell. So mm-hmm. that's not going to, that that's probably not going to go over and it's probably not going to come out when the new system comes out, especially if that's next year, right? If it's the following year, then maybe there's a chance there's Bayonetta three, which we really haven't heard much about only considering a title card, which, so there's most likely if it's next year, not coming out, or at least not until the holiday season of next year. Mm-hmm. Breath of the wild two, we've at least seen game, like a game trailer for instead right. of just a title screen. So I think I think Nintendo would continue to go off the popularity of selling a first party game with one of their new consoles and mm-hmm. and get and do that because that's what a lot of the console makers do, you know, especially Sony did it to a T this year where 
you know, you bought the console and you had Miles Morales and Demon Souls. It's probably the first two games you got, or Sackboy. Right. You know, however, however you wanted to do it. And I think Nintendo needs to do something similar to what they did with the Switch release, which, you know, if when you're looking at Nintendo, people go, okay, Zelda or Mario. Right. And I, we haven't heard anything, but, you know, it's been a while since Mario Odyssey yeah. came out. So there, maybe there's a chance that something like that is going to be coming out again. I have a feeling that it's going to be something like Super Mario Odyssey 2. Yeah. Uh, instead of like a brand new take on that series, just because they, with something as popular as it was, especially with Super Mario Galaxy, it is so much easier to reuse those tools to a new game and kind of bump it up graphically rather than, you know, how is Mario going to collect sun sprites or stars now? You know, we gave him a hat. <laughs> he's been in space. He did it the old fashioned way. He had a, a water device would he you know yep. what, what do you give him now telepathic powers <laughs> yeah i think that's funny because like that's exactly what i was thinking i tend to think that they'll just mirror what they did and just say you know here's the new version of the switch here's breath of the wild 2 and here's super mario odyssey 2 um and just do exactly what they did with the launch of the switch originally um i just think that makes sense thought about metroid as well but Again, like that's nowhere near done. Uh, Bayonetta could be a possibility, maybe, depending on when they are wanting to release this new console in parentheses, just a new version of the Switch. But I think it's pretty safe to say Super Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild. They could potentially do like a uh, maybe not a remaster, but a packaging of the Metroid Prime trilogy just to get people kind of hyped up for a new metroid game too but, yeah because definitely out of all the series metroid prime has kind of lost its steam the most yeah. considering they really haven't done a, a very good job with that thing or even like you could revitalize Star Fox. i loved mm-hmm. the Star Fox 64 game if you did something similar to that just in newer updated graphics that's not Star Fox zero let me make that clear don't make it <laughs> Star Fox zero where you know you need to have your eyes in two different positions in order to play that game. Yep. So yeah, it's that kind of thing. And, you know, as a fire emblem fan, I don't think you're going to see it launch because they did just get done working with the origami King. Right. So I have, I have a feeling that intelligent systems really isn't going to be coming out with a new fire emblem until, you know, probably two or three years from now, which sucks, but that's, it is what it is. And you still have that Pokemon snap kind of hanging around too, that they announced. Yeah, and I just don't, we don't know when that's coming out, like nope. the thing is, and it, what's kind of weird is there's a placeholder date for it right now, which is December 31st, mm-hmm. and we're a month away from that. <laughs> yeah, there's that. no so, way. <laughs> yeah, where either the game is coming out that day, and really no one's ever, you know, thought more of it, or they're going to be changing it. And we also have, like, Bravely Default 2, which isn't, it's not a system seller, but I played right. that game on the DS and it was great. I loved the Bravely Default series. Yeah. So, you know, the second one I think comes out in February or January of next year. So while it seems like a long way away, if the rumors are true, that next gen console is supposed to be coming out around March of next year, yeah. which we just haven't heard anything about. And who knows, maybe Nintendo has a surprise for us at the Game Awards next uh, next week on the 10th. So That could be cool. It, it's stuff to look forward to, but Nintendo tends to do stuff like this on their own mm-hmm. and announces it, you know, okay, here's a Direct and it's huge, and then everybody watches it, that kind of thing. You know, I didn't put two and two together until you just said that, but that's a, an interesting move having the Game Awards on the day of Cyberpunk releasing. I was thinking about that too. I, I, that are people when, even going to watch? Or are they going to be too busy playing? Yeah, people are already going to be jacked into the cyberscape. Right. So I don't. It's it, it's going to be probably a very weird time for that. <laughs> I I know like people who've been waiting for Cyberpunk deserve to you know play their heart out with that game. Yeah. So yep. go ahead. Um, but for me, I, I'll probably watch the Game Awards just because it's something that you know us us is being trying trying to be journalistic and trying to do podcasts and stuff it'll it'll be nice to see and the the live stuff that they do and the game trailers that they show off are going to be pretty cool too who knows maybe we get something for halo on yeah. on, on that day uh, yeah maybe 
But anyway, that was a side sidetrack, I guess. Um, I also played The Pathless, just like you did, except I did play it on my iPhone instead of you playing it on your PS5. Didn't have to pay 50 bucks for <laughs> it. Did not have to pay 50 That's bucks okay. for it. <laughs> um, something that I thought was cool about it is they do give you the option to pair a controller Bluetooth-wise and play it that way. And I did do that. I initially started playing with just the like the touchscreen controls because I wanted to see how that was, and it's not good. Um, <laughs> because your fingers just end up blocking, you know, a good portion of the screen. Um, yeah. And it's a pretty fast moving game. So you want to be able to see what you're doing. Um, I would be interested and I should probably look up like gameplay on the PS5 because I'm sure it looks a lot better than it does on my phone screen. But uh, it's it's a ton of fun. It's very basic. And again, I'm assuming this is the same game from both. I don't think they really changed anything. Yeah. Um I don't know if I'll end up sticking with it the whole way through, but I'm having a, a lot of fun playing it at night, like before I go to bed I just, you know, prop up my phone and then have my my Xbox controller in my hand sitting there playing and I'm having a good time with it. So um, I def it's definitely a recommend, uh, 100% a recommend if you have an iPhone, right? And you can just get it on Apple Arcade. You can probably get a month free and that should be more than enough to get through it, I would think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> And then it'll save you the $50 on like Barry over here who had to pay 50. But um, yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, I'm going to keep playing it for now and see how it goes. And it was free, so I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you play? Uh, so I'm going to mention this game and then I'm going to kind of, uh, if you didn't play anything else, I'm going to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent sure. with everything I've been going on uh, with like this year. Mm -hmm. So the next game I, I really tried because it was on EA Play. I tried to play Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> I I loved the original three of Mass yep. of Mass Effect. It's just so much fun. Uh, I got invested to the characters right away, and and it's a good time. And with Mass Effect Andromeda, I don't know what it is. Maybe I've I, I'm interested to see if I grew out of this kind of thing because it's just a bad game. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you know and we, we both have a friend who swears by andromeda andromeda yep. is like it our friend says andromeda isn't that bad and i think that she might have a point and i'm trying to slug through this but the thing is is and what they continue to do that i hate is you know this game should just be story-based it shouldn't it shouldn't be bioware and ea adding microtransactions into this game which is what they do yep they you know, you can buy materials and stuff, and that way you can upgrade things faster. That shouldn't be a thing. You should just have to go through it, and if you don't, you know, if you don't do the, all the proper upgrades, then something where in Mass Effect 2, and um, uh, you know what, if the remasters are coming, I'm not going to spoil it. Actually, now I think about <laughs> it, even though the game is old. They're so you know, old. I'm, I don't think you have I'm, to worry about spoiling anything. I'm going to, I'm going to do the world a favor. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, right. I won't spoil it just, just out of my own. And if people still want to play that game that haven't, I'll be doing them a favor. So sure. I'll, I'll do that. But yeah, I, I'm just having such a hard time trying to slog, like to get through this story mode. And like, I'll say it's on EA place. So it didn't cost me a dime. Mm -hmm. Get Xbox game, get, get Xbox game pass ultimate. Like, what are you doing with your life? If you <laughs> have an Xbox and don't have that in a lot of ways, Yes, but that's, that's kind of my thought process. I'm really conflicted because I want to like the game. It does a lot of the dialogue decisions I like, but this, like the story is what I'm having a problem. I just, I'm having a big, there's this wall that I just can't break through and get into the game. Yep. There's always this minor like slog that you have to go through and that kind of thing. So, you know, I don't, I'm not going to rate it yet because maybe, something happens with this game that goes wow this is much better than i ever expected but the uh and maybe it's just the xbox like one kind of days but aiming down sights and firing in that game is like really difficult it's not as clean as it is in apex or call of duty mm -hmm. or any of the main first person shooter games which is i guess like i'm spoiled in that now so a lot of the shooting aspects of the game i have a lot of i have trouble like actually enjoying because it's kind of clunky in a lot of ways. Yeah, that that game like haunts me because it sits on my shelf. I bought it day one. Um, and remember when it first came out, like it was so buggy, it was almost unplayable. 
And like, I kind of forced myself through it for a decent amount of hours and then until I just had enough and stopped playing it. And I know it's been patched and like, that's not as big of an issue anymore, but like, it was just so disappointed and turned off because of the love I have for the first three to see yeah. like that game come out and be so bad. Um, I just didn't ever touch it again. So like, it just sits there on my shelf. I look at it every once in a while. I did look at it when I saw it on game pass and I was like, you know, I should probably try and get through that game since I love mass effect so much, but it just was such a bad first impression when that game came out. It's really hard for me to want to even go back to it. And like those first couple of hours are not good. <laughs> um, it doesn't control well. So the story may be good. There may be a good, you know, story in there, but it's just, it's buried underneath bad gameplay. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I just don't, <laughs> which is a bummer. I love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite series, but this one probably shouldn't have been made. Just give us or a new start over, like just do Mass Effect 4 and, you know, do it right. But I don't even know. I don't even know if they can at this point. I, I don't know. Like, I, I guess what I'm interested to see the most is when these remasters come out mm -hmm. and or, or you know, reworks for the for the original trilogy. Is it going to feel as clunky as Andromeda does? I guess that's what I'm interested in seeing is whether or not like I'm going to be happy because their games are out and it, nostalgia wise. It's going to it's going to be good. Yep. So that's is it like what is it about Andromeda that makes it? so much different from the previous three and who knows maybe we have that person that we know that swears by andromeda on the on it and they can explain that difference it's ea right yeah yeah it's EA EA ruined it. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't know yeah maybe we do need to have her on here to maybe turn both of our opinions on it but man i want to like that game so much i just can't all right. And then with that, I'm going to kind of, it's not so much a rant as a conversation, but we're, you know, we're talking about all these new games and so many new games came out this year. Mm -hmm. And I just continue to have the problem of not really attacking my backlog like I want to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I have, even today I came home and I was excited for the Apex update where it's the new um, Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. So I got on Apex first thing and I started downloading that kind of, I started downloading that instead of maybe playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla or finishing Miles Morales or finishing any other, other any of the other games that I've been meaning to finish. And, you know, I, I guess I none of these games kind of hold me into the point like, I'm going to say it, Persona did, where I came home and I just played that because that was all I wanted to play. Because I have, you know, and I, I'm going to use Assassin's Creed Valhalla here as kind of a, a touching point for all of this. But Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I love the Assassin's Creed series, and I thought Odyssey was really, really good. But Valhalla is a lot like Odyssey. It doesn't feel like it changed that much. And that makes me just want to go back to that game a little less. Like, I'm not going back to that and playing it the moment I get home. Mm -hmm. And we have Call of Duty, which I'm trying to get into, and I haven't finished the story mode. But I'm going to admit I played before the story mode. I'm having fun with it. Yeah. I, uh, I am. And then on the PlayStation side, you know, I I really want to finish Miles Morales. He's my favorite Spider-Man. But I also have all of these other games that I want to finish. It's it's this huge backlog that I feel like I'm never going to get through because I can't help but bounce to every game that comes out and and try it, which I, I don't know. Maybe it's a super bad habit I have, and I'm not sure if you feel the same way. But at yep. least you finished Miles Morales. I, I haven't even done that yet. I haven't I haven't finished one next gen gaming title yet. I haven't finished Demon <laughs> Souls. But you know that that that's what I'm that's what you know the epiphany I'm having right now yeah. is these consoles have been out for three weeks and I should and you know I should be playing one game and getting it done and everything like that. But that's not the case. I'm just continuing to bounce around more so than ever before. Yeah. I will say Miles Morales was the only game lately that I had that like I want to just come home and play it um, until but again that was only like a seven or eight hour game so that was literally two days right I started playing it the one day I went to work the next day and immediately when I got home I was like I want to play it and then I was pretty much done with it but um, I am in the same boat like I find myself a lot of times 
like having a kid, your time to play for me usually ends up being like from seven until I go to bed. Right. And yeah. since I go, go into work right now, you know, around 6am, I get up around 5am. Usually I'll play to about nine or 10, somewhere in there. So I'm looking at like three or four hours a night where I can do some solid gaming time. And now that I'm done with Spider-Man, um, I found a lot of times at like eight, eight thirty, so about an hour, hour and a half in, I'm just kind of like I'm at the Xbox home screen, just kind of staring at it and being <laughs> like, I don't even know if I, well, I don't even feel like playing anything right now. And then I just end up turning it off and going and watching a movie or something. But Spider-Man, I finished um, this morning. I did officially give up on Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, you know, I had that through Gamefly, sent that back, couldn't do it anymore. There was just as much as like the story in that game is great. There was just so much information dump and like just cutscene after cutscene after cutscene. Like I have a solid, I think, uh, nine hours into that game. And I'm going to say at least six and a half, maybe seven hours of it was cutscenes. Um, All right, it, so we're we're Kingdom Hearts level now. We're yeah, Kingdom Hearts just, level it was just too much, you know. And so, I like you. I had that epiphany. I was like, I need to start cutting games off, and that was one that is done. We'll see how long I stick with Dirt Five. Um, you know, Cold War. I did finish the single player. The multiplayer. I hit the Prestige, um, and it's not really holding my attention uh, like I thought it would. Uh, NBA 2K is another one where I just kind of jump on and play like a game and then I don't really feel like playing it anymore. And that's what sports games are for. Yeah. Like they're they're yeah. good at doing that. Right. You play a game or two when you don't know what to play. Um, I ended up going back to Warzone because I had a couple of friends who kept sending me messages like, hey, when are you going to play Warzone again? So hop back on there. But yeah, a lot. most nights now, I just kind of end up playing for an hour and I'm like, I don't really feel like playing anything right now i haven't played assassin's creed at all but if you're saying it's like odyssey like i bounced off odyssey real hard mm -hmm. when it first came out and then i got rid of it and i bought it again like you know four <laughs> or five months ago and bounced off it again so it's still sitting on my shelf so i do feel like all my hopes and dreams right now are pinned on cyberpunk so if that doesn't hold my attention and i bounce off that which i'm afraid that i might like, I, I don't know. They have this new console and I just have like no real desire right now to play anything. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> Is this, you ever get like that where you just turn the, your console on and you're just like, I feel like I should be playing something because I spent a lot of money on it, but I just don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that issue. And then the, and I guess on top of it, the other issue of, of me like gaming is, you know, there's all these, achievements and and trophies that you get from playing the game mm -hmm. so like with miles morales i could absolutely be done with it already yep. but i'm doing the side quest and it's not because i don't like the game i'm enjoying it that's why i'm doing the side quest but that's what's making miles morales and you know especially like the spider-man remaster which i've put more time into is what's taking up my time right. it's not crossing off spider-man remaster and just playing through the story and playing through the dlc it's playing the like actually having a genuine experience with it and then doing the side missions on top of that which is just making those games longer than they should be and i think about it and it's like oh maybe i should just like just get through the story and then if i want to come back to the game like with spider-man i can then have those side missions to you to do when i'm done yep that's I what i did with miles morales i got to a point like halfway through that second day of playing it where i was doing literally all the crimes all the side missions, trying to find all the hidden stuff. And I was starting to get a little bit burnout. And I was like, all right, let me just finish the story. If I really want to come back and do all this, I will. And I, I didn't go back, but like I had enough time with it to be like, this was a good game. And if I would have kept doing all the side missions, I probably would have burned out and maybe I wouldn't have finished it. So like, I'm glad that I just was like, all right, I'm going to mainline the story. Let's get these missions done. That way I can at least see the whole game. And it was so much better doing it that way. <laughs> but yeah, like that, that's kind of the conversation I wanted to have. Cause like I said, I, I keep looking at, and I even have the switch stuff now, 
where you know we have the new Hyrule Warriors game that came out and mm-hmm. I played it and then it's like well I really have no desire to go back to it at the moment because again <laughs> I have a bunch of other games and the game that I like and maybe you can think about this as well it may be a little bit harder but if there's one game I really wish I could just sit down and play and erase all other games until I finished it it would be Horizon Zero Dawn because I still haven't finished that and I'm excited for the uh the new game to come out but every time i play horizon zero dawn it's i play it for a day and then it's like and then i get home the next day and goes oh i'm gonna go play call of duty or something like that like if if that was something that i could do i really i really should just because you know i've i want to go into horizon zero dawn and the second one at least knowing what's going on instead of just looking like an idiot yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a game off the top of my head that I wish I could just sit down and finish. Maybe Mad Max, even though that game's old now. Like I, I bought that forever ago and I really like that game. But something about it, just like Horizon, like you stop playing it for a day or so and like it's over. You're not going back to it. So I don't know. Horizon, I, I know it's not for me. So I've tried like four times on that game. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it anymore. So. I'm just going to let that one second one probably just go um, unless everybody's like, man, this game's fantastic. You have to play it. Then maybe I'll try it. But I think I've learned my lesson there. <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, that's all we have for games, right? You don't have anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. So that's going to be it for games. And then we have movies and TV shows, which, yep. you know, for me, it's the new Mandalorian episode. Sure. And did you did you end up watching anything else? did i watched a big one all right interesting big one (laughs) i do do mandalorian first yeah yeah we can just because that makes more sense sure and with with the new mandalorian also a big one right (laughs) yeah i I consider it big at least for me Mm -hmm. but uh spoiler warnings you know for people who are uh who haven't watched it yet it's going to be the uh, you get the baby's name yep and Ahsoka Tano appearance and Great. lightsaber fights. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's it's more back to regular. And I, there's also like a huge name drop. And for me, who's a nerd with this stuff, and I've read the books and I've watched all of Clone Wars <laughs> and watched, I, I've watched a decent amount of Rebels. I haven't finished it just because that game, th- that show kind of dumbed down to a kid level at some point. Okay. And yeah, I just couldn't finish it. I just feel like I was just going brain dead watching that one. <laughs> but um, everything about this new Mandalorian episode just kicks butt. I love it. Yep. Um, and like, I guess if I have to say one thing that I'm excited for, for like where it's going and maybe where Ahsoka Tano is going to go in this series, it's it's going to be the fact that he, she mentioned Admiral Thrawn. Yep. And... I loved that book series. That book <laughs> series was so good. Yeah. Um, and I would I would love nothing more than to see that in live action. And, you know, if, if Star Wars has something to do, if Star Wars wants something to do, they really should just make a trilogy based on the, based on him. Yeah, 100%. And, yep. And, and it would, it would do gangbusters because it's actually good. You don't have to make up original storylines or anything like that you just literally follow the book one thing i will say is the books have old characters like princess leia and luke skywalker so it would be much it's going to be very difficult to do something like that considering you know the original actress for princess leia isn't with us anymore and mark hamill can't really play a young luke skywalker he just couldn't look the part so they would have to recast it Mm -hmm. but use him as your villain and then you could literally have the other three characters. You know, you could probably make original characters at that point. Yeah, I really think you could. But yeah, the the biggest part of that episode for me was the the mention of Admiral Thrawn, just because he uh, he anybody who hasn't read the books, he is such a excuse my language badass character mm-hmm. that um, you know, and this and this is a a badass character that doesn't need the force to be a badass doesn't need lightsabers to do it and i won't spoil how or you know why or how he does it or that kind of thing in case you're interested (laughs) yeah 
just just read the books yeah but yep. that, that that was the biggest takeaway from that from the newest episode for me yeah i think like the quick hits on the episode uh the the child's name won't matter because everybody's still going to call him baby yoda but it yeah. is cool that we got his name i think rosario dawson was a perfect cast um i think she looks the part she played the part you know the whole way she handled the lightsabers looked accurate um just overall well done you know there's a lot of people who've been asking for that for a long time in the live action star wars movie or series and to finally get it and to have it not suck is pretty cool (laughs) it's pretty cool so hopefully she gets some more screen time i'm assuming she will um but yeah just a well done episode they again they've all been good so far there has not been one where i've finished watching and been like eh, that was okay it was kind of boring like they've all been entertaining they all quickly move along and keep your interest the whole time so it's just a well done series all around yeah i absolutely agree all right so i watched one movie this week and it was the one giant movie that we were supposed to get this summer and it did go in theaters, but it didn't do well. Um, talking about Tenet. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched Tenet. Um, it is is on that digital. out on DVD now? It's out on digital. Darn it. If once once that like hard copy comes out, I'm going to be buying that movie for sure. Yeah. There's actually a lot of movies that I really want to get. So I won't do any spoilers. I don't even know if I could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Uh Every other movie, you know, that up to this point has been fantastic. The Batman series have been great. Inception was great. Um, Just a good track record of solid action movies, you know, like spectacles. They look fantastic. Like this is no exception as far as like I can imagine seeing this in theaters would have been cool, especially IMAX. Um, Just because of the way they get shot is fantastic. Um, But it's not a this isn't a rant but prepare yourselves that this movie is a pile of crap. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't um, expect to hear this. Here we go. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you take it as just an action movie, it's good. Like the whole premise of, you know, they're not rewinding time, but it's literally just um, material that they found that enables you to redo things that have happened. Um, it's so hard to explain. My main problem with this movie is it's too smart for its own good, right? Like the whole thing is you have no idea what's going on. The movie literally starts and it's just like you're in it and good luck trying to keep up and good luck trying to figure it out until you get to the end. Even when you get to the end, you probably won't figure it out. Um, and I feel like it's almost like uh, that's just why am I blanking on the director's name? remind me yeah christopher nolan um it's almost like he wants you to watch the movie and be like i don't get it so he can be like i'm just smarter than you you just don't understand what i'm trying to tell you or maybe i am just dumb i don't know i need you to watch it barry and then tell me but uh okay (laughs) the action was phenomenal like just taking that alone it was good um i was like man these action sequences are really cool but it's so it drops you in it's so fast. Uh, it's just like one scene to the next, to the next, to the next, and it never stops. And like you're trying to keep up and figure out what exactly they're talking about and what's going on. And then you're on to the next scene and it's something completely different. And like they're talking about people you have no idea who they are because you won't meet them until later. And you're just like, I don't know what's going on. I guess I'm just going to enjoy the action and go from there. Uh, but man, like, I did not like this movie at all. And I was okay. so I was so bummed because this was like the one movie I was like, man, I wanted to see that in theaters. I know it's going to be good because Christopher Nolan doesn't make bad movies. And I, it's not, a, like I said, it's not a badly shot movie. It looks really good. I just think the story is bad. Um, I just, I don't know. He Something about it, I know in his mind it makes sense. And it's not like an Inception thing, right? Where people had different things about how it, the ending in inception was like some people believe he was still in a dream. Some not that's fine. I'm okay with that. Like leaving it up for interpretation. But when it's like, you know, figure this movie out. And if you can't, you're not smart enough, which is kind of the vibe I get. Uh, I just, 
wasn't a fan. So make sure you watch it when it comes out on like yeah, DVD yeah. and Blu-ray and then let me know. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch it again. Um, and maybe it'll click the second time. I don't know. But as of right now, I'm not digging it. And it's such okay. a bummer to me. Such a bummer. Not as much as like the James Bond movie when we get to see it being bad, but still kind of bummed. Okay. Well, that's all we would have for the podcast. But one yep. thing I am going to mention just off the top of my head is because we're talking about movies like this is definitely a really good time for people who are looking for um, some 4K remasters of some uh, of some old stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm super interested in getting the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Uh, re- uh, the 4K remasters, because from what I'm hearing on the Internet, they look really good. And uh, don't the- do that to me. I don't want to buy them all again. <laughs> you know uh, what's i don't actually have all three of them so okay. it's probably a good idea for for me to get them that way i have them and on top of that too you know and as much as it ended like a ball of fire game of thrones like that people are saying that there is a marginal like difference between the quality of what you're streaming like on hbo and the hard and the hard copies of the 4k okay. and it kind of sucks that I already have season one and season eight in 4k because, you know, uh, game of Thrones loves to, you know, do that to me. Oh, you know, we didn't release all the seasons in 4k. We just released one and four, you know, or one and eight, which mm-hmm. screwed me over. But you know, anybody who's looking to get a box set, I think should. It's a cool but, box set too. Yeah. Like it, it's just a matter of, I think there's, there are a lot of new stuff that's getting in 4k that we remember like being these gigantic marbles from, uh, from the early two thousands being redone in 4k. And apparently they're doing a really good job of it. And I'm super excited. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep talking myself out of (laughs) buying, (laughs) um, buying the, probably the Lord of the Rings series, but I want it. I know I won't buy the Hobbit. I know I won't buy the Hobbit. It's not worth it. I got to look up how much that, lord of the rings one is because i could definitely see myself watching those again I, it's been so long and to have 90 dollars man oh and there's but, the extended one too that's 150 well so i guess this is this is the problem i'm having with it too and i you know we're almost at a point in this podcast where it's a conversation between you and me <laughs> but on the, like the the places that are selling this like Am I getting the is the extended version the version that everybody talks about where each movie has like two extended hours of yeah. stuff? Yeah. Okay. okay. If that's the case, then I will probably end up getting it because what I I would hate to end up you know I want to see that series and kind of all of its pinnacle and everybody says those extended editions are what you have to get. Yes. And if they ended up not being like that the the right extended editions for whatever reason i would be so angry because then they're going to come out with some uh, <laughs> the other extended <laughs> yeah here's the super duper extended edition with three hours so each movie yep. is now five to six hours long yep we were just i was just having this conversation at work the other day about when lord of the rings came out and i remember watching two towers the second one with my friend in theaters and we were talking about like man when the third one comes out we're gonna be like done with high school and we're going to be so old and like just looking back on it now and like i bought all those movies on dvd when they came out and then i bought all the extended editions and to me it's kind of cool because the extended editions on dvd way back in the day they did look like books um and i always had them on my shelf in my room like uh, not spine faced out but the other way so it looked like books and to see that like the extended version for 4k looks that way as well uh, makes me happy because I think I still have the DVD ones, the extended versions, but there are about, I want to say they're a little over. I think, I think they're around like almost four hours each. Okay. Yeah. Um, And I, I never watched all three in the same day, but I did watch the first two in one day, which was about eight hours of my life. Um, <laughs> but you know, I am excited for that. I would love if they put the time in to make it look better. Like I would totally watch all of those again such a good yeah movie yeah from the reviews i'm hearing they're, they're doing it they're doing an excellent job and on top of that too i guess 
it's not even so much picture that's made the greatest leap since then. Mm-hmm. It's sound as well, okay. where Dolby Atmos now takes this stuff to extreme levels or even sound bars mm-hmm. that outdo the, the movie theater stuff that we had back in the early 2000s. Right. So it's it's a matter of it seems like almost like a brand new experience in a lot of ways. And for me, I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings movies in so long that I just have a feeling that watching these movies is going to feel like watching them for the first time. Yeah. Which is especially the extended ones. There's going to be a lot that you may not have seen. Yeah. But enough with the conversation that only Craig and I care about. I think, I guess, I guess we'll find out. A lot of people care about Lord of the Rings still. Yeah. And and it's nerd type stuff. I I love the medieval age stuff. So if people will enjoy it, I think so. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you guys are interested, make sure to give us a follow. We are on pretty much all social media sites. We have a Twitch. We even have a website at High Sensitivity Gaming where we post reviews for games that we've been playing. And other than that, you know, continue to I hope you guys have a happy holiday. I don't know, especially in this situation with COVID where the holiday is going, but yeah, <laughs> you know, consider us the you know consider us to be the last people to say you know have a hope you had a good Thanksgiving, but consider the first to you know I hope you guys have a happy holiday. Absolutely. So far, continue listening to us. Just play a bunch of games and stay inside, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and who knows if if Cyberpunk comes out next week, yep. you know maybe Craig and I go so far into the cyberspace that you know this this podcast is going to be you know it uploaded to the cyber world. There we go. And, and uh, if you know Craig and I literally become one with the Xbox, I don't know that this game should do that, right? That's what everybody's I, been waiting for. Yeah, I think so. It's been in development so long that I expect it to suck me into my Xbox when I turn it on. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but other than that, we'll see you guys next time. See you later.